probably gonna be fine. It's probably it's cool. It's here. it's probably fine. Okay, so I have been watching Fargo. You are whoop, welcome. Whoop, you are whoop, welcome. Whoop. And I really like it. To be honest, I don't even know what episode I'm on because I just click go to the next one. I think I'm in the middle or towards the end of six. I'm not Season sure. one, to clarify. Season, season one. one. Yeah, and there's ten episodes. They're long, though. And yeah. my stupid TV, Hulu, is really laggy. So they'll be like, just randomly, it'll just start spinning the loading, and I just have to sit there and wait and play on my phone. So it takes about an hour-ish to watch an episode. I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch all four or five or however many seasons there are because I I am really enjoying it. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad I have somebody else now to talk about it with because I don't know anybody that's watched it. I hate that you watched the first season so long ago because I have questions. Like, (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of holes and I'm like, I needed somebody to discuss this with like, because I have questions. I have a general idea, but when I when did that first season come out? Like, God, I don't even know. 2014, 2015? Probably came out, yeah, 2014, maybe 2015, so. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. See, th- that's what I do. I just watch a show way after anybody else is interested in it, and then nobody will talk to me about it. So. <laughs> well, have you been watching anything else fun or interesting? We are still doing the Marvel series, and last night for New Year's, we watched Ant-Man. And the kids were like, I didn't want to watch this. It's going to be dumb. I was like, this movie is great. It's very funny. You're going to love it. They cackled and laughed. They thought it was so funny. That's one of my kids' favorite ones. And I, as much as I love Paul Rudd, it's a meh for me. It was okay. I mean, I didn't hate it. But yeah, my kids thought it was hilarious. They, that's my kids laughed their butts off. They thought it was great. I was, I was just kind of playing on my phone because I think I've seen it three times now. But I was like, see, told you. That's really it. Uh, the only other thing that my husband and I have been watching, and you are never going to guess who picked this one. It's called Super Ships. And oh. it, uh, it it's on Amazon. And it is, about, I mean, it's, it's literally what it's about. It's about, like, different types of these gigantic ships. Like, the last one we watched were... You know those giant boats that have all those like trailer, like tractor trailer, like things stacked up. Yeah, on yeah, them. yeah. You know what I'm talking. Yeah, like um, barges kind of deal. Yes, yes, like it's giant barges with all those container boxes yeah. on them. And we watched this one about how they unload and load them, and they unload it. It's all automated. They have these things that drive around and unload, and there's nobody in them. It's it's wild, but that's that's an interesting show. It's all right. Yeah, can't imagine who picked that one. Thanks. I don't know. Thanks, mm-hmm. Tweed. <laughs> um, I have a list. So I watched Woo! so much. I wrote it down. I've watched so much in the last like two weeks that, uh, or whatever week, whatever it's been since we've done this. That um, and there's so much that I'm just gonna do. Watch it, don't watch it, or pass, whatever. So oh, that's a great idea. His house on Netflix. It's a thriller. I'm gonna say pass because I know a lot of people don't like British stuff. A lot of people don't like things about. Africans or refugees or from other countries. If you're into that, watch it. I liked it, but if that might not be 
for you if you're not into that. We watched Wonder Woman 84. Uh, that's a hard pass for me. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Hillbilly Elegy on Netflix. Love the book. Hated the movie. Don't watch it. It's like about two hours too long, and I think it's two hours. Uh, Impractical Jokers. Uh, we watched the Impractical Jokers movie on HBO. Pass it. Throw it in the trash because it was garbage. Song Exploder on Netflix. Oh, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it now. There's an episode of Nine Inch Nails Hurt and R.E.M.'s Losing My Religion. Brought me all the way back to high school. Made my day. And there's also an episode about um, Wait For It from Hamilton. And it's just, they break they break down songs with the artists, how they came up with the idea, what, how, I mean, like crazy go into it. Like, why did you decide this sound here? Why did you decide to add oh, bass God, or that? So cool. It's really at first I was watching it and I was like, ooh, this is a lot more musicy than I'm into. And I actually really liked it. So uh Downhill on HBO pass I couldn't even finish it. It was garbage. The Monster on Netflix, this was my second watching. I had watched it and I watched it with my kids. It's a good thriller if you're into that. Whiplash, we watched it on IMDb. It's one of my favorite movies. I watched it with my kids. I'd seen it before, so watch it. Super Intelligence on HBO. Watch it for Bobby Cannavale and Melissa McCarthy. Pass on the plot. <laughs> it's, it's stupid, but I love Bobby Cannavale. He's also an Ant-Man. I love him. I was just hearing I say that. <laughs> I love him so much. The Undoing on HBO. Watch it. Watch it three times. Watch it four times. So good. It's got an unreliable narrator, which is like my favorite kind of story. When the person who's telling you the story doesn't know what the story is, can't remember correctly. Oh, I love that crap. Euphoria. We already know that I love Euphoria on HBO, but they released a special episode just about Rue. It's so good. Reminds me so much why I love that show. It says part one. I'm crossing my fingers that a part two comes out soon. Unpregnant is a movie on HBO. Pass that over. And then one we just started this morning is called Best Leftovers on Netflix. It's like a cross between Chopped and Nailed It. And it's so much fun. You have leftovers and they give them to these people and you have to turn it into something, a different dish. Like the first round, you have to turn it into a sandwich. And then then they give you different leftovers. And on the second round, you have to turn it into a fancy meal. So it's it's super fun. Uh, like what did one would you watch that they had to take a filet of fish sandwich and fries and turn it into something different? A lady turned it into pierogies and something else, and it was they really enjoyed it. But yeah, that's a good that was a good fun show. Actually, my I watched the first episode, and then the kids walked in and said, "What are you watching?" And they said, "Oh, it's like nailed it." And they sat down and they've been binging it ever since. Also, guys, Cobra Kai season three dropped today. Woohoo, Cobra Kai! I am so excited. It's and Cobra I can, Kai day. I hope I can convince Tweed to watch at least one episode tonight. You know, he's not gonna binge it because he's a loser. Uh, I love you, honey. But, uh, yeah, I want to start it soon. All right. Well, hi, guys. Welcome to That So Original Podcast. And we are on the last two episodes of A Teacher. Thank God. On <laughs> FX on Hulu's Yes Praise, because I am tired of this show. I got a lot of things to say about these last two episodes. Yeah. Let's just get into it. So episode nine opens, Claire's on a date with uh, Jack's son, Elliot, from Will and Grace. I don't know if you noticed that. No. But, but <laughs> that's the the actor that played Elliot on Will and Grace. He's all grown up now. And he looks cute. He's got a little yeah, beard. He, he looked cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they met online. And she's telling him, it's not bad meeting someone online. And he's her first Tinder date. Blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, how far ahead? What kind of time jump are we in here? 
It's never completely clear. The guy asked her, so we never get his name, I don't think. Maybe yep. it's in yep. IMDb, but he's just a random dude. So she's, he asked her, when was the last time you went on a date? And she's like, like a date date? Um, let me think. My teenage boyfriend had just turned 18. He's how old now? Let me do the math. I literally said, when I kidnapped my teenage boyfriend and had sex in a smutty motel room. Oh, yeah. Memories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's like, wow. When's the last time someone kissed you? And she's like, um, a while ago, that same date. I mean, if we want to be specific. And I was like, yeah, I see one night stand in her future. Oh, yeah. I cut to him bringing her back to his apartment. And they start making out. And there's always that awkward hi right before people kiss for the first time. Like, they get really close to each other. And he's like, hi. And I was like, oh, my God. I've been in that hi. I've seen that hi. Oh, it's what? What is that? Anyways. And then just as they're about, you know, they start to kiss. She says, oh, I have to tell you something. I got into some trouble. So I have to wear this thing on my ankle. (laughs) Point saying, oh, ankle monitor. He's like, yeah, I don't care. So cut to them screwing. And he says, I can't believe it when I Googled you. Fucking your... Mid thrust. Yeah. Mid thrust. Fucking your student. You're a filthy little bitch. And I was like, oh. And then he's just like... All this stuff, and I was like, "This is not dirty talk. This is assault. This is just." It was. It was so, it was so uncomfortable in her face. Like he's getting, he's getting off on this, and she's crying as he calls her a slut and a bitch, and all these like all this other stuff, and, and then she said, and then all of a sudden her face changes, and she says, "Say it again," and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Like all of a sudden she's into it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm so confused." Well, I thought it was kind of like how Eric had to decide whether yeah. he was just going to crumble or lean into it. And she just decided to lean into it. I mean, they were in the middle of having sex. What are you going to do? Cry and run out of the apartment? So she was just like, oh, fuck it. I guess this is where we are. I read an interesting article with the guy, Nick Robinson, that plays Eric. And he explained things that go on with Claire and people and him with like his friends, which I... I didn't even think of to using this word as social currency. They're using their reputations mm-hmm. to get them further mm-hmm. in with their social circles. So I thought that was a really interesting way to put it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so now we're with Eric and he's waking up. And I believe the clock said 4.30 and I was like in the morning, in the afternoon. We don't know. He grabs his phone and hops on the Instagram or the gram as he calls it later. And I laughed. And Ryan, his roommate, walks in, asks if he has class. And he's like, yeah, I overslept. I was like... Okay, if it's 4.30 in the afternoon, then yeah, you did a little bit. Uh, Ryan tells him to get dressed, and I was like, I think Ryan is over mopey Eric. And he's like, come on, get dressed so I can go buy your dinner. Meanwhile, later, we don't know, we're at Claire's new job. She's working at her daddy's store, and I'm not sure what kind of store this is. (laughs) What is it? It's a UPS type store. It's called Box Country USA. It says it on her shirt. Oh, nice. Because I was like, well, there's a lot of boxes. There's paper. I don't know. Uh, He asks if she has any requests for dinner. She says, whatever's fine. I don't know if I'll be home in time anyway. And then kind of out of the blue, he asks her if she has considered going back to Al-Anon because it used to help her before. And she says, well, that was to help deal with you. (sighs) So she's clearly still holding on to some feelings from her childhood. She says, I'm fine. He hands out schedules to Claire and random other guy who works there. And then he walks out of the room. And the random guy that works there starts telling 
her how great of a guy her dad is to work for and then he points to a picture on the wall and he's like this was my one year point I couldn't have made it without him I just thought it was so random to put your employees one year chip photo on your bulletin board I know even though you're I mean you're sponsoring him still I'm sure I'm sure he's his sponsor so Ryan has taken Eric to some bar where they're eating wings and drinking beer Ryan's like staring at Eric and Eric says like dude what and Ryan says I saw the letter the school sent you about being put on academic probation and losing your scholarship and Eric's pissed because he's like you're looking through my stuff and Ryan says I just feel like you have a different vibe from the beginning of the semester and Eric says he's fine of course because Eric's always fine and Ryan gets a text from the frat and says he needs to go and so he he just gets up and leave I'm like wow good good talk Ryan good talk (laughs) Ryan asked the important question we cool man and Eric says we cool (laughs) and that's when that first started I was like wait Ryan's in a frat why is he living at the frat but apparently not that much time has gone past because he's still pledging the frat he's still a pledge yeah so uh, I don't understand frats are dumb Anyway, so I have in my notes, hey, look, Matt's back from his tour. (laughs) And Claire is at her old house with Matt and they are signing the divorce papers. Claire, once again, looks like she could care less. She also looks super old. Matt looks great. I think he finally had that growth looked at because he looks, he's looking (laughs) all right. And Claire says, well, you seem good. And he says, yeah, actually, things are great. We're recording an album. Things have really turned around since I dumped your ass. It's so weird. (laughs) He says, you don't have to pretend to worry about how I am. You wouldn't have done what you did if you gave a shit about me. And Claire's like, well, you got me there. (laughs) I made a mistake. (laughs) And I said the same thing Matt said. He said, a mistake? What? What? Matt can't even look at her, and I understand that 100%. Still can't look at my ex, and it's been five years. Don't want to look at you. (laughs) And Matt says, I don't know how I ever loved you. And then I'm just so mad at you. And I feel for Matt because I can 100% understand loving someone and hating the things they've done at the same time. Because it's hard. And then Matt just turns to her and he's like, can you go? I really think you should go. And I was like, wow, he's so fucking smart for once. Once he got his shit together to be like, you know what? You make me uncomfortable. You make me angry. You need to go. And good for him for not dragging this shit out. I I was like, he is just full on saying everything he can think of to hurt her. And I really can't blame him because he was like, I can't look at you. You took no responsibility for anything. I don't know how I ever loved you. And I was like, wow, ouch. But also... Good job, Matt. Well, I think it was all things she needed to hear. Like, I don't think she's taken into any account what she's done Mm, to him. mm, mm. Nope, nope. I I had one thing where, like, she didn't have a pen. And I was like, ugh, typical, Claire. (laughs) And then then I was like, and then he waves his hand over his other hand and a pen appeared like magic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. He just hands her a pen. It'd been cool if he, like, pulled it out of her ear. I would have loved for that moment. (laughs) What's that behind? Oh, look at that! And, a, and that dildo you keep in your and hair. And a quarter. <laughs> and that rogue chili from episode one or two. Uh, you should really wash your hair. <laughs> okay. So now we are with Eric at the same bar. Like, yep. Is, yep. Yeah. Okay. We all know that Eric has a drinking problem, but I have a question. Number one, how is he affording yep. all of these drinks? And then how is he getting served all mm-hmm. this booze? These are all my he questions. 19. 
some drunk girls come up to the bar and they order fuzzy navels. And I was like, oh, remember how fun it was to order funny drink names just to be quirky about it? I used to order redheaded sluts all the time just because it was fun to say. And, it, you know, it's funny because I'm a redhead, but I was not a slut. I'm just saying <laughs> that I thought it was funny. So one girl asks Eric to take their picture and let's buy you a shot. And he turns them down because he's like, I'd rather have a whiskey than a fuzzy navel. And drunk girl, I called her drunk girl number one. It's a bachelorette party. She's the bachelorette. She's the bachelorette. Drunk girl number one wants to know his name so they can all toast to Eric. So now the booze and the beers are flowing and Eric is sitting at a table with these girls giving relationship advice. Because he knows so much. Yeah, because he's an expert. I uh, called her drunk girl number three wants to know if he's in a relationship. And he's like, well, I'm not really looking. And I don't remember which drunk girl number it is, but they were like, well, that's when you find it. Our friend Chloe over there, she's single and she's a certified yoga teacher, so she's really flexible. They didn't say that part, but I'm sure that's what they're implying. And Eric was like, wow, like fake impressed. And then I was like, what fucking year is it? Because they start, the bar starts playing I Feel Like a Woman and all these girls lose their mind. That song came out in 1999. I'm sorry. If that comes on now, I hated it when it came out. I hate it now. But even if I liked it 20 freaking years ago, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, it's it's the greatest song. It's some weird country bar because some other like late 90s country crap comes back later. So yeah, I got that in here too. Eric is super, super, super duper drunk, which he probably is most of the time, to be honest. And Yoga Girl keeps giving him the eye out on the dance floor. And she, I said, okay, she is dancing like the whitest white girl <laughs> ever. And I'm not saying that to be mean because I dance like the whitest white girl ever. I used to have rhythm and I don't know where it went, but it is gone. But that didn't make sense to me given what she says later, but she was totally eye fucking him mm-hmm. out on the dance for i because i said um they're getting they're gonna bump uglies later is what i had in my notes but should point out that friend cloy certified yoga instructor is played by mamie gummer and she's meryl streep's daughter oh my god she looks so familiar yes Yes. she's been in a whole bunch of stuff but yeah that's meryl streep's daughter out there dancing to shania twain she can do so much better (laughs) so we are back with claire and she has sexted random dude from tinder and is back at his apartment. She walks in the door and she starts stripping the minute she gets there. She says, uh-huh. um, she just wants him to fuck her and that's it. No small talk. He's like looking at her like, oh, okay, you want a drink or something? She's like, what? You're not happy to see me? The dirty slut that I am? And I was so uncomfortable. My skin was crawling off. It's so uncomfortable. So they start having sex and she asks him to hit her. So he spanks her kind of real lightly and she's telling him harder, harder, harder. And then she turns around, because he's doing her from behind, and she asks him to slap her across the face. And he kind of gives her, like, a little tap, which he's totally uncomfortable with doing. And she's like, Mm -hmm. she tells him, hit me like the dirty slut that I am. Dude is kind of into it, but he's scared. And she keeps egging him on, egging him on, and he just hauls off and cracks her one across the face. Splits her lip. And immediately is freaked out. He's out. He's like, "Um, mm, God, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? You're bleeding. Oh, my God. And she's instantly pissed. Puts her clothes back on and leaves like the little child that she is. Because what it is is Claire's got some massive guilt. And she wants Mm -hmm. somebody to beat the bad feelings out of her. Is like, this is my um, penance for being a horrible person. Is, you know, somebody beat me. Call me a slut. Whatever. Because you know what? She's totally fine. She doesn't need therapy 
at all. At all. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. She's Mm-mm. good. She's no. good. She's good. She's <laughs> good. Uh, so back at the bar with drunk girls and Eric, and they send Chloe, certified yoga instructor, to the bar to get more drinks. And she says she's getting straight tequila because she can't deal with any more fuzzy navels. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting choice to go from like schnapps and orange juice and just be like, fucking straight tequila seems like a more reasonable choice at this point in the evening. So she goes up to the bar and she's standing next to where Eric is sitting and orders five shots of tequila. And she offers to buy him one. But he's like, nah. And finally, someone addresses the elephant in the room because she's like, they actually serve you here. And he tries to play dumb. And she's like, you're not 21. But she says, don't worry, your secret is safe with me. And then she asks him to help her bring the shots over to the table. But, oh, the other girls have left her. Matchmaker, matchmaker, Mm -hmm. make me a match. And she's pissed. But she says, fuck it, more shots for me. And Eric's like, all right. So he has one, too. And she's angry texting her friends when the slow song comes on. And he asks her to dance to Strawberry Wine. And I was like, did I miss where they went back in time to the 1990s? But I guess... Maybe this is this bar's theme is like 90s country. I That's the only thing that makes sense to me. I said, is this bar located in 1998? Because I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. So she figures that they left her because they want her to get with Eric. And then she's crying on his shoulder. And I was like, I'm very confused. But mm-hmm. She says, I'm, I'm sorry. And then she runs away. And then he follows her over to the table. She says, I'm not going to hook up with you. Number one, you're like 14 you're Mm -hmm. way too young and i just got out of a five-year relationship and her friends know it's been hard but they don't want to hear about it they just want to fix me like sex could fix me Uh, i can't talk to anyone about it no one understands enter eric yeah she says when we were first together i was so in love with him but he put me through the ringer and now that i'm out of it i can see how unhappy i was and you can see eric's face that all this is ringing so true to eric but he's just not quite at the point where he's ready to admit it i said she's parroting everything eric is feeling she's saying out loud everything he's feeling yeah i'm like perfect word you can see the recognition on his face of oh she put words to everything he's been thinking about so (sighs) back to claire So Claire returns home to where she's living with her dad. She walks in the door and dad can see that one, her lip is split and that she's crying and she's upset. So he comes running after her and she says, stop trying to help me. And he says, I'm just trying to do right by you. And she's like, I can't even look at you. This whole good man act. I used to go through our trash and I was 10 to count the empties to see if you were going to die. I was terrified that when I wake up, you'd be gone. Now you're thriving and knowing you could do it. But you couldn't do it for me. And I was like, oh, that's some therapy shit right there. I mean. Yes. Like, I don't want to discount her experience. But Jesus, she needs to talk to somebody because that, wow. But that's, I mean, I can totally get that, though. Or, or you know, if you you dated somebody who was, like, awful and horrible to you and all the things you'd ask them to fix or to, you know, work on themselves. You break up, they get with somebody else and they fix all those things. You're like, why couldn't you have done that for me? Why wasn't I enough? And that's hard. I, I get that. That's probably the only time I'm ever going to feel for you, Claire. But still, seek some therapy. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I don't want to be here. Everyone wants me gone. Wah, wah, wah. And dad tells her, I know it feels that way, but you got to stay. In other words, you have to suck it up and deal with the life that you have made. You have done some terrible shit. You got, you're going to be wading through some shit for a while. And I said, <laughs> 
This is a Bob's Burgers quote. But anyways, I said, what is this feeling I'm having? It's like I feel bad for another person. Is that a thing? Am I going crazy? Because that's how I feel about Claire right now. So we are back at Eric's mom's house and Sandy is making tea, question mark. People on TV drink so much tea. I don't know anyone. Yes. I don't know anyone in real life that drinks tea. I don't know anybody. I made tea last night. (laughs) Well, you're not real life, apparently. (laughs) Okay. So Eric walks in the door and he's carrying a bag and Sandy, mom of the year, immediately asks, what's wrong? And he says he's just coming home for the weekend or maybe longer and... He just looks like the weight of the world is on his shoulders. And I, he has aged decades. Like, And he just looks so worn down. I love Nick Robinson's face. He is just so good at displaying all these emotions without saying a word. Mm-hmm. He tells her, Mom, I need help. And she comes over and she hugs him and tells him it's okay. She's glad he came home. And I was like, I love Sandy. Even when she says the wrong thing, she's trying so hard to do the right thing. I love her. So that's the end of episode nine. Yeah. And I have seen a lot of people saying how bad the acting is in this show. And I have to take exception to that. I mean, I don't know who they're talking about specifically, but the actor that plays Eric, Nick, I can't, what's Robinson? Robinson. Nick Robinson. He is excellent. I don't know how you could say that he is not acting. I said he's acting his face off because he can change just the smallest thing about his face and you know exactly what he's thinking, exactly what he's feeling. He's brilliant. I don't care what anybody says. You can talk shit about everybody else on the show, but Nick nailed that role. Nailed it. I think there's a lot of issue I take with the show that the costuming is one is horrendous. (laughs) <laughs> and they can't quite decide what time period they're in. But that's a huge. That's mm-hmm. been a huge issue throughout. And it gets very soap opery and yes, and stupid. But how these people are acting is soap opery and stupid. Like that's that's like oh, it works on Grey's Anatomy if we talk to each other like this. You know that whatever. So mm-hmm. that I think that's kind of where their headspace is at. Is they're they're not walking around in real life at least. And now I think episode of nine and ten really make it. This is real. This is what happened. This is real. And I think that was very well done with the writing and everything else. And as much as I don't like Claire, Kate Mara is doing a great job of making me hate her. So I think that says a lot about her as an actress. So Yeah. All right. Well, on to episode 10. Season finale. And we open with uh, on screen text that says 10 years later. And I was like, so creepers collecting social security probably? (laughs) I didn't think about that. (laughs) And Eric is sitting by a fire pit and they have tried their best to make Eric look 10 years older. And I was like, not one day, not one day. I mean, his hair is longer. That's it. Yeah. His hair is longer. They slicked it back. They maybe tried to darken the corners of his eyes a little bit. I noticed in another scene, but I was like, nah, he's still a baby. But a guy walks over and he says, wow, that was an intense group of kids. And Eric says, it's always an intense group of kids. And he, the the other guy, asks how long the drive is back to Eric's mom's house. And Eric says, oh, I don't know, I was thinking it would take me about two days. So apparently this drive back to his mom's house is so he can go to his high school reunion, which he still isn't entirely sure that he even wants to go to. The other guy says, yeah, I went to mine last year, and you know what, to hell with him. Eric stares longingly into the fire and rubs his chin deep in thought. That's what, that's what I had. I had, he's some kind of group leader for troubled kids on a camp out, question mark. 
10 bucks says his brothers have gone on these campouts because <laughs> <laughs> I think they're troubled. <laughs> Don't you talk about Phil like that. <laughs> so we see a little girl's room now and we hear Claire's voice talking to what sounds like two little girls. And now she's in the kitchen, her hair shorter, so we know that she's older. And <laughs> she's, t- she's talking to a guy who we assume is her husband. They're talking about swim lessons and ballet. And I was like, congrats, Claire, living that suburban mm-hmm. wife and mother dream. And, and they're getting ready to go take the kids somewhere. So I was like, yep, driving your kids all over God and country. But they pull up to Claire's dad's house. I recognized it immediately. And I was so proud of myself because I'm never good at that. And they unload some bags from the trunk. And the girls are running up to the door and shouting happy birthday And then there's a shot of Claire in the front yard looking reluctant to go inside. But I guess it kind of seems like she and her dad have a pretty good relationship now. Yeah, I have that. Okay, first, her husband's name is Jeffrey. Her daughters are Sarah and Lizzie. And they're like country club people now. And I had to know, where did she meet this guy? Does he smack her? I need to know these (laughs) things. I have to know what's going on. It's very confusing. And, like, she's, like, really gone up in life from, you know, living at her dad's house. So. Yeah, this is a nice house. Maybe this guy came into Box Store USA or whatever it's called and (laughs) they became flirty friends. I don't know. We are back with Eric and he's obviously driving home from wherever he was in the desert back to his mom's house. Of course, his hair is long and he's footloose and fancy free now. He's whistling. Yeah. He's driving and whistling. Yeah. So he's at a grocery store and he's texting his mom saying, you know, I'm picking up a couple things before I come home. Do you need anything? And she gives him a list of stuff. And he's walking through the produce department. And right at the same time, coming around the corner with a cart is Claire and one of her daughters. And they just both stop and just stare at each other. Claire says, Eric, hi, how are you? And Eric's face. Oh, this is why he's so good. It's like he's regressed to 10. He's like aged backwards immediately. His face fell and he was instantly a little boy. He's like, um, hi, uh, I gotta go. And he just like walks out and Claire's daughter's like, who was that mom? And he's, oh, she says, oh, he's just an old friend. And Eric has dropped his groceries and left everything in the store and ran for his life, gets in his car and starts, you know, beating on the steering wheel. Fuck. Oh, I felt for him so much because it was just so awkward and awful. It's bad. Yeah. I know. So back at Claire's dad's house, she's in the kitchen with her daughter, a daughter, and she's obviously deep in thought because she's touching her lips pensively. Mm-hmm. And cut now to Eric in his car, but he's made it back to his mom's house. He goes inside and, you know, they hug and he's like, sorry, I didn't get a chance to pick up the stuff from the grocery store. And she's like, no worries. I'll go get it tonight. And her hair is longer. It's the worst like, oh. wig I've ever seen in my life. It's Not the worst. Look. It's no, the worst. No, no, no. And in comes Devin, and Eric's like, wow, you filled out. And I was like, well, that's a weird thing to say. But okay, like, um, because he doesn't really look, like, filled out to me. He's just tall. He is seriously taller than Eric. Yeah, they both, yeah. And <laughs> I said, how long has it been since Eric's been home? And I think, right. well, we, we touch on that in a little while. We'll get to it. So I was like, where's Phil? Here's Phil! And now they're both blondes. Right. So I don't, <laughs> I don't right. know what happened there. But his mom can tell something is wrong. She asks if he's okay. And he says, yeah, I'm just tired from the drive. She's not buying it. Yeah. For a second. Yeah. I love that he he's already lying. He's already lying to his mom. Mm-hmm. And then now we're back at Claire's dad and Nate and Lisa show up 
And everybody who's walked into this house has brought so much luggage. And I thought Nate, Nate and Lisa, like, lived around the corner from his dad because he was over babysitting all the time. So why are they bringing in so much goddamn luggage? Yeah, I don't know. Why are they all living in his house for his birthday? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so confused. <laughs> Apparently, Claire's organized this whole birthday party thing. And I don't know how her and Lisa's relationship is now. Like, I don't know. It's never made clear. But it's her dad's 75th birthday. He looks 50. Go dad. He doesn't look that old. Mm-hmm. And he tells her, you know, I'm really proud of you, Claire. And she's like, okay, thanks. But she's checked out because she's thinking about her boyfriend she saw in the grocery store. Because mm-hmm. I hate her. Oh, this is my favorite part. <laughs> I have so many things to add. So <laughs> okay. I'll try not but, to talk okay. over you. You can bust up whenever. So now we see Eric pulling up to the school. He's going to the reunion, and we hear some music playing kind of in the distance, and as Eric is walking through the halls, he's taking deep breaths, hyping himself up for this, and I haven't been to any of my reunions, but this one looked really fancy and awful at the same time, though. They didn't turn any lights on. I was like, what kind of reunion is this? They have no lights on in the halls. The school's completely dark, and so I guess you go into the gym, and that's where the party's going on. But I'm like, this is the future. This is 2024, and I'm scared. Because this is not <laughs> oh, looking shit, great. You're right. This is not looking great. <laughs> so he walks in and we see Creeper and the other guy. And I was like, what is that other guy's name? Josh. Meanwhile, Josh. And I was like, Logan looks like he retired last year. And I was <laughs> like, um, <laughs> Mr. Rogers called. He wants his cardigan back. And he has a Creeper stash. He has a porno <laughs> yep. stash. Yeah. And Josh is still wearing those weird, like, printed button 1994. Shirts. He's still yeah. stuck in 1994. <laughs> Buttoned up to his chin. And evidently, it's been five years since they saw Eric. A woman walks up to Logan, and I was like, oh, sweetie, you are way too young for him. Anyway, Logan says... I don't think he says, like, they popped out a kid, but that's how, like, just That's what he said. He yeah, says, he says we had a kid. Oh, it did? He, say, he oh. said we had a kid last year, pretty much. Yeah, just so, just flippantly, just like, yeah, we had a kid last year. And Eric says, I know, I saw it on the gram. And I was like, do people call it that? I don't, I don't know. Think I think they call it, it Insta. Don't they call it Insta? Insta. Yeah. I've heard Insta, but, oh, you know what? I bet it's another one of those things, like, where they couldn't actually yeah, use an yeah. Instagram screen. Oh, yeah. okay. It's now like, on, it's on, like, that. Um, iCarly show where everything was there was a pear pod. Everything was a pear <laughs> instead of an apple. Yeah. So anyway. So Logan busts out his flip phone to show Eric more <laughs> pictures and he says that uh, Eric should come by and Eric's like sure and then Allison walks up and hugs everyone. Also wearing a very bad wig. It was, it was bad but she looks like a million bucks. Yeah. She looks great. And Logan and Josh leave. And I was like, seriously, that's it? Yeah. They hang out for five minutes? Yep. But I guess Eric came late and they had already been there for a while. But still, but you still. haven't seen him in five years. You can't wait yes. around another half an hour. Exactly. I just thought that was weird. And Josh hugs Eric and whispers to him that Allison's single. And after they're gone, she asks him how he is. He says, oh, I'm good. I've been leading therapeutic wilderness trips, which I think is so perfect yeah, for it's good Eric. For him. I love it. I have in here. Okay, one, they left because it's way past Creeper's bedtime. They <laughs> offhandedly say when they're whispering to each other, Eric and Allison, that Josh apparently is a Bitcoin millionaire. So <laughs> he is ankle sure. deep in 1990s shirts because 
He's got money. <laughs> so we cut to Allison's hotel room and she has taken Eric back with her because, you know, they just fallen back into old habits and they have a drink and she asks him if everything's okay because everybody is quite aware that Eric is off. Even if they haven't seen him in 10 years, something's not right because he's been this total shock of seeing dipshit in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And Eric says, you know, I'm just, I'm in my own head. And he's like, by the way, I'm really sorry about what happened senior year. And Allison laughs and she's like, you have to let it go. I have. It's been 10 years. It'll be okay. So they start to kiss and then Allison tells him, you know, you're a good guy. And by the way, I have a really early flight tomorrow. And I was like, that's cool. Forget the fuck out. (laughs) But he's like, so you want me to go? And she's like, no, I just want you to know in case I have to wake you when I leave in the morning. And I was like, oh, so we spend in the night. Okay. So cut to Claire laying awake in bed because, you know, right now Eric and Allison are having a good time. Oh, I did want to point out that um, she pours him a drink and either he takes like the tiniest sip ever or he like just really doesn't even touch it. So I think that Eric has finally gotten oh, yes. a handle. Good, good. I didn't notice problem. that part. Anyway, so she's laying awake in bed and she gets up. She tells her husband she's getting some water. She sits down on the toilet with her phone, and I was like, God, Claire, Here do we not are. text him. Here Leave we are. this guy alone. Jesus. And I also said, I sincerely hope he's changed his phone number right? since. But Blocked her? Nope. Nope. We see him leaving Allison's room, and his phone dings. Of, Duh, it's Claire. And, hey, can we meet for lunch? No, you crazy bitch. She's texting him at 5.54 in the morning. She's fucking insane. He turns the phone off without responding. I was like, block her mm-hmm. number. It's like, she just wants... She wants him to forgive her and to validate her so she can move on and not feel guilty. And I was like, no, no, that that's not your responsibility, Eric. But it, we're, we're about to get into it right now. I thought it was funny that she's wearing pajamas that are the TV version of normal people pajamas because nobody wears those pajamas <laughs> in real life. They're the, the button up with the with the big lapels. Nobody wears those. <laughs> and, and then I had, you owe her nothing, Eric. Block the number and move on. You owe her absolutely nothing. So it's the next day and Clara's sitting at a restaurant with this ginormous diamond ring. Like, I don't know how I, she carries that exactly thing around. exactly what I said. I said, Jesus, that's a big diamond. And does her husband know where she is? Because I 100% know that he does Hell not. Hell no. Hell no. Because she's right back into her old patterns, right back into it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but Eric shows up. Like, at this point, I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you here? Right. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? And so he sits down and he's like, so you're married now. You have a kid. You live in Houston. I Googled you. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, yeah, I Googled you too. And he Googled you because he wants to know how to stay away from you, you dumb, crazy bitch. Yeah, not because he cares about you. No. And he comes right out and he says, why did you text me? And she said, I've been waiting, wanting to for years. I have thought about reaching out to apologize. I wanted us both to be able to move on. I'm so glad you were able to go to UT and move forward with your life. And I was like, awkward waiter interruption, because that's how we do things. Y'all want to hear the specials, because this is where we're at. All of a sudden, he flips and he says, I didn't move forward with my life. Our relationship fucking destroyed me. And I was like, oh, Eric, here we go. Here we go. Let's go. Let's get this shit going. Because I am. She was like, yeah. I am so ready. So she says, you know what? I'm so sorry. My marriage wasn't working. So I blew it up because it was the only way I knew how to end it. That's not an excuse. I I know. And I was like, it kind of sounds like an excuse. (laughs) Uh A little bit. She's like, you were a victim of the fallout of that. Oopsie. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. I know. And she's like, I violated my role as an educator. I should have stopped you. 
I should have turned you away when you kissed me. Oh, I, uh, yeah. I want to knock her fucking out. I want to knock her oh out so I, I bad. I was like, oh my God, still with this, you did this, mm-hmm. I just didn't say no. Yeah. Oh my yep. God, oh my God, oh my God. And, okay, I said, Eric is about to drop some knowledge. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Get fucking ready, Claire. So, he says, you agreed to tutor me. You took me to UT. You insisted I call you Claire. You took me away from that dance and told me to get in the back seat of your car. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, okay. Yes, love I it. have yes in all mm. capitals and a thousand exclamation points because yep. yes. She says, I never wanted you to do anything you didn't want to do. Mm. Uh, oh my God. He says, You're in denial. I said, God, I love every <laughs> bit of this. <laughs> And he says, do you know how long it took me to figure out I wasn't responsible? Uh, Yeah, because she's the bitch that filled your head with that nonsense for years. Do you know how long I hated myself because I thought I hurt you? I lost years. And I was like, oh, my God, I love that not only is he getting to say all this stuff because I think he needed to verbalize all this, but he gets to say it right to her Mm -hmm. fucking face. I love it. Okay, he says, I saw my brother the other day. He's 17 now, the same age I was, and he looks so fucking young because he is. He's a child. He says, I was just a kid. She says, I know. And I was like, ah, I don't know. Wait, wait, like, you really- let's, I'll do her, you do him. Do you want to do the back and <laughs> forth? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay, do your last okay. leg of I was just a kid, and then I'll be her. Okay. I was just a kid. I know. And now being mother, knowing what I did, I can't understand it. Oh, my God. It's taken me a long time to figure out how to live with that. And I just want you to be okay. You're kidding, right? You called me here today because you're sick of feeling guilty. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. He says, I've seen your pictures, your perfect family, your big house, that huge ring. I added that. Mm-hmm. She says, my life is not perfect. My ring could be so much bigger. All right. <laughs> <sighs> I got lucky. I found a husband who doesn't judge me. For some reason, I don't know why. And I I can't get a job. I can't go to PTA meetings. All my brownie knowledge is just lost. (laughs) It's not being used at all. (laughs) Other parents look at me and I am one Google a click away from ruin. It's hell, Eric. It's fucking hell. This is my tiny violin. Mm -hmm. Eric laughs and I was like, yes, he smirked the smirk (laughs) on his face. He's like, okay, you're still making this about you. So he gets up to leave and he turns back and says, I will never be just one click away from this. I have to live with this forever. So do you. Leaves. End scene. Absolutely amazing. Drops the mic as he walked out. Yes. Mic drop, Eric. The whole series was worth it just for that last five minutes. Yeah. I thought it was great. Great. Writing. It's so good. Chef's kiss. I added, as I was, when I was taking notes, I said, I love that this wasn't tied up neatly with a bow. This was messy and disturbing and always will be for the both of them. No matter how she tries to hide in her perfect life, we all know what she truly is. And... You dumb bitch. That's great that you moved on. I'm I'm all for rehabilitation, but she's not been rehabilitated. She has not no. seeked therapy. She's not nope. owned any of her shit. I bet she still has these, like, my daddy didn't love me things with her husband mm-hmm. all the time. Oh, yeah. I wonder how he puts up with her. 
I feel like he's probably one of those that's like financially abusive. Like he he gives her an allowance. Yeah. She can she's not oh, she has no hand on the money because she can't be trusted. But I also think he's probably a dumbass like Matt. And he's just a nice guy that's gotten in too deep with this dumb fucking bitch. So I feel bad for her kids. Oh, God, yeah. Because, you know, she's screwing them up all left of center. Because she's not living her authentic life. Because she's never owned any of her stuff. Nope. So, so, anywho, that's the teacher. Hope you are all disgusted as we were. (laughs) Glad that is done. Dropping the last paper to the floor. The end. But it was so good. I clicked on Google the other day. You know how Google gives you shit from things that you've Googled in the past? like, And they gave me this whole interview with Nick Robinson that I thought was really interesting. I wonder if we should maybe link that yeah. in, in our show notes or something. I don't like know. That. I don't know. If I don't have... I took screenshots of it. It's from GQ. Apparently he did an interview okay. with GQ. But I just like... Sure I can he's got it. some interesting things. Like they talked about her being in a position of authority And then just taking a closer look at male survivors of abuse, sexual or otherwise, and the way that male survivors are treated differently from female survivors. And I thought that was just really important. And the push-pull relationship between him and his peers of them wanting to be, like, think he's a legend and... Him being too traumatized to say he's not. Yeah. Then my next screenshot is turkey noodle soup recipe. So you're welcome. (laughs) Oh, okay. We can link both of those (laughs) in the show. Go to Pinterest because that's where it came from. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, I hope you had a happy new year. Yeah. And please take this opportunity to go to our Facebook or Instagram pages at That's Original Podcast and take a look at our year-end post. There's a little giveaway there as well as a really fun collage of all the things we've done this year and I it was so neat to see it laid out like that I was like wow we've we've done really a lot done a lot yeah and yeah. I was like holy crap we watched I, and there was things that I'd forgotten that we'd watch I mean when you think about how The Sinner was eight episodes Ratched was eight episodes this was ten episodes like we've really been working our ass off go us I know and it hasn't even been a year I mean we started nope. this in quarantine so Yay, yes. And I know you're dying to know what we're doing next. And it's my pick and I haven't picked yet, but I'm gonna. (laughs) I will pick something very, very soon. Okay. All right, Tiffany, why don't you tell our beautiful listeners where they can find us? They can find us on Facebook and Instagram at That's So Original Podcast. They can go to Twitter at That's So Pod can email us at that so original podcast at gmail.com. You can go to our website at that so original podcast. That's all of it, right? <laughs> dot com. Yep. Dot com. <laughs> I don't think there was anything else on there. And send us an email, send us a message through any of those platforms. We want to hear from you. Another thing that you guys could do for us is to rate and review us on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. Apparently, that's just as good as an iTunes review. But an iTunes review, we can actually read here on the air and say thank you. And that's what we're going to do right now. Because guess what, Tiffany? We have a new review. Woo! Woo! So excited. One that someone we know didn't write. Woo! I think I don't. I don't recognize this username right off the bat. The uh, username is Bone Hardy, and 
course it is. Loving that. <laughs> Don't know who this is, but I already love you. I'm sorry, Tiffany. You've been replaced as my BFF. Um, well, so... I mean, they do bone pretty hard, so. <laughs> this was a five-star review, and it says, I love how much fun these two have. It's infectious. And that is just so perfect because I just feel like we have so much fun doing this i have so much fun during the recordings and to know that that translates to people who are listening is so awesome yeah the people aren't annoyed by my ralph macchio (laughs) stories the other tangents that i may go on i love it and the fact that we've called matt a magician now for 10 episodes (laughs) i was just thinking about that the other day if somebody like just popped in in the middle and we're and we were talking about his magic show they'd be like what are they talking about? Did I miss a scene? Did I miss a scene? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, you didn't miss anything. We're just special like that. Okay. So thank you, Bone Hardy. We love you forever. Yeah. And if you're new listeners that came our way through the Bumblebutt podcast, let us know because they've, you know, nice dudes that have done us a couple little shout outs and that's fantastic. Thank you. We love our Bumble Boys. Yeah. Everybody, happy new year. Let's hope that 2021 is, uh, got some more chill, a little bit more chill than 2020. And we will talk in your general area vicinity space very soon. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.